So starting that vav fourth line of Yehuda, I remember discussing the different the three. There were three different types brought, um, different types of sadois uh, that sadois shenevad bal kever, what we called base hapras, either a sada shenevad bal kever, a sada if a kever was lost in it, or sada shenechrashbo, or transfer points. Those were the three different types. Now we asked a question, um, and we brought a brisa, and that's what Rabbi Yehuda was coming to discuss. We said, how could, and, and we, we explained that the only type of Beza Pras that you would put a Tzion, a marker on, is one, Asada Nevad Balkever. That would be the only type of field that you would actually mark off. Um, otherwise, you would just put a Tzion, a marker where the body is. So, when the Gemara asked, how could you say that the only type, the only type of field that you would put a marker on is a, uh, is a Beza Pras Shinevad Balkever? What do you mean? We have a case here where there's a tzion, and we don't know. We, on the one hand, we said if there's trees, we're going to don it as a sadash and nechrash bus. It was plowed over, and therefore it's going to be lakula. It's going to be, it's going to be uh, mutter to go through there. We're not going to assume this tumma there. We assume that the tumma was uh, plowed over, um, and the, the tumma no longer remains. And uh, if there's no trees, then we'll c- consider it a, 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 a sadash and nevad bus. So the Gemara answers. That we had two, either two answers in the Gemara. We said either, either that there, there are trees. Well, in either answer, there are trees there. Really what happened was it was mitsu, Mitsuyan before, mitsu, Mitsayin. Okay, you marked, marked off the dead body really before. We knew where the dead body was. Now we're getting to this field. We don't know what the status of this field is many years later. Um, what is the area around, um, around where the marker is? And we said, if there's trees, it must be in order to get trees, you must have, planted, plant, you must have plowed the field, because otherwise, how else did you get trees to grow there? Must have worked the field, and therefore the tumma's gone. And if there's not, if there are no trees, then um, if there are no trees, then we have to assume that it, it's still, it's still going to be uh, us, or there's still tumma there. And Rabbi Huda said that you can't rely on the trees. So that's where we're up to, the fourth line. Rabbi Huda, Aymer, says you can't rely on the trees, Okay, that you have to assume it's going to be Tame, not, I don't care if you see trees there, until there's a Zuckin or a Talmud, somebody that can go ahead and say what the story was, that it was plowed, it wasn't plowed. Because not, not everyone's going to be a Bucky, okay, we can't, we can't rely on, um, we can't rely, everyone's not a Bucky necessarily to do the field, to, to work the field in the proper way, and just because you see trees there, it's not going to be Muchach, uh, one way or another. Amar um, Abaya. So what do we see from here? The fact that we said, who do you rely on a zakin or a talmud? So we see that when there are tamid chacham in a city, we're telling you to go find the talmud chacham. We're not going to find the, the town historian. Go find the talmud chacham. Must be he knows, certainly in regards to things of Tumat Tara and Halacha, so he would know the history of things. So we see that the responsibility that there is a responsibility for him to know these things. Okay, I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Now, let's get back into, um, f- kind of finish with Beis Pras for the moment here, and we're going to discuss specific markers. So I'm Rabbi Yehuda. So if you find a stone that has a mark of plaster, right? So what happened was if there was a body, we buried a body. So we said, if it's a Beis Akfaris, you don't have to mark it. Everybody knows there's Tumah there. If, let's say somewhere near a random field, okay, we have to bury a person. So in order to, we want to make sure that people are aware that there's, there's Tumah there. So we discussed yesterday, we said in the Brisa that you don't put the marker 
on the spot where the tumma is, you put it just before so that you're not walking and then, oh, whoops, now you're already standing in a, tu- in a tummy area. We want you to be aware before. So that is true, and Rashi points that out here. That's true when you're just going to mark, you know, mark, X marks the spot of a flat land. But if, you, if there's a rock there, so there's something elevated that you could see from a distance, then you would actually mark the spot. So if, there's, if there's a, you put a, a big stone on top of where the body was buried, then you could just mark the stone. Everyone could see that from afar, even though it's actually the spot of Tumah, not before it. So now we say, Matzah Evan Mitsuyenes. So if we find a stone that is marked, we assume that there's Tumah there. So therefore, Tachtah Tameh. We assume that there's Tumah under there. That's going to be Tameh. Shtayim. If you find two big stones that have marks on it, Im Yesh Sid Beinehem Tameh. So again, if there's two that are marked, so then we assume the stones are marked, that are marked are going to be tummy. There's tumma under there. Now what happens, we're saying, if there's tumma in between. Uh, I'm sorry, if there's a mark, there's a mark of Sid plaster in between. So I have a stone on one side, a stone on the other side, and then in between, there's also plaster on the ground. So do we assume, um, we say that, we say, um, it's going to be tar. So we say that if there is no Sid there, then we assume the spot in between the rocks is tar. If there is Sid, we're going to assume it's going to be tummy. Okay. When you assume that if there's someone walking on the way, I'll put a spot here for someone walking this way, and I'll put a spot here for someone walking this way. It's, it's not, we're not talking about that it's a spot, uh, it's like in the middle of the road, that it's a spot to pass. We're just, we want to know what's marked. We'll see what we'll contrasts this in a second. Ba'afagav, the Gemara is now going to ask. Okay, so you're telling me that if there's, if there's, if if the top of one stone is marked, the top of the other stone, and there's sit in between, um, we're saying if the sit in between is going to be tummy. If there's no sit in between, then we'll assume the spot is tar. Ba'afagav, deleka chayrish, even if it's not plowed over. Ba'atanya, I we learned in a brisa matzah even achas mitzuyenes. If you find again one stone that's marked, tachtoyne is going to be tummy. Shtaim, you find two stones. That how do you have tahara between two stones? Only if it's plowed. So how could we say here that just not having sid in between the two stones would show that there's no body there that's going to be tahar? We see from the brisa that it's said it has to be plowed. That's the kasha. So the gemara says. Um, right? If it's not plowed, b'neim tummy. So I'm gonna papa. Papa answers. No, you know what? You want to know here in the brisa why we require it to be plowed? That's because hacha our brisa, the brisa over here that you asked the kasha from, is talking about a very specific case. Kishasid shefech al reishehem, where there's plaster poured on the top of the rocks. Umeruda lekana lekana, and then I see sprinkles. Meruda means like drippings or sprinkles in between. So it's not clear that there's Sid in between there. I see some trace Sid in between the two rocks. So then, like this. So if the area between the rocks is plowed, then I could be toilalakula benehem tahar. I could say it's, it's, it's more makel, that there is no real tumma there. Why? You know what happened? The plow ran in between these rocks and it scraped off some of the Sid from the rocks. And that's why there's some Sid on the ground in between the rocks. As the plow was moving through, it scraped off some of the sid that was on top of the rocks themselves. The Eloi, and if it's not plowed, then we have to say, sorry, if there's evidence of sid on the ground, it must be sid de bene, bene huve tame. It's tame. But normally, okay, we wouldn't need the spot in between two rocks to be plowed in order to show it's tahar. If there's no sid, then it's tahar. So what we're saying is like this. If there's sid 
on the two rocks, and in between it's going to be Tame, because there's Sid there. If there is Sid there, some traces of Sid, but it's plowed, then I could also assume it's Tahar. It's like there's no Sid there. I'll assume that the Sid wasn't put in between the two stones to mark the spot of Toma, but rather it's scraped off as the plow was coming through. If there is Sid on the ground, even traces, and it wasn't plowed through, I'm, then I have no other way to explain why there's Sid here other than the fact that somebody put it here purposely, in which case we would say that in between the stones is going to be Tame. Now, I'm a Ravasi. This is going to kind of feed into what we said before in regards to where we, we mark off areas. I'm a Ravasi. If let's say one border of a field is this plaster on one border of a field. So we say, The whole field is going to be Tahar. Only that place is Tame. Shnayim. Okay, let's say two sides are marked off. Again, hain to main, just the two sides. Let's say two borders of a field are marked off. We're just going to say there's tuma under those borders. The whole side is going to be tar. Shloisha, again, even if there's three sides, three borders of the field have plaster, still we're going to say hain to main, only under the Borders is going to be Tameh, but the whole field itself is Tahar. Arba'a, then, if, but if I have four, Hain Tahirim Bechalasada Kula Tameya. So if all four borders of a field, so we want to know, we said yesterday that a Sada Shenevad Bakever, we would mark off. How would we do that? We'd have to mark off all four borders of the field, because we see here that if all four borders of the field are marked off, then we're going to say that the whole field is Tameh. Damar Mar, Ein Marchikin Siyun, Mimakam Tuma, Shalad Hafsadar Yisrael. Okay, because, and this is really going back on the uh, other, that um, this is going back on, on what we said here, that we're going to look very, very specifically. That only if all four borders are marked off are we going to assume that the area inside is Tame. But just because we see some, if one of the other three or up to three of the other borders are marked off, we're not going to assume the whole field's uh, Tame because we don't want to increase the Tome and Eretz Yisrael. Okay, and therefore it's very, very specific. So we're going to take it very literally. So if we see even three borders marked off, we're just going to assume that those three areas are Tame and not the whole field. The only time we're going to assume it's the whole field is if all four borders are marked off. Okay, then we know that it was done very specifically to show that that's where the Tome is. Okay, so we said, let's go back into the Mishnah. So we're done with Vesa Pras. Now, we said that the other thing they would go out for on Chalamoid, Pesach is, or Chalamoid, we said is Afal Klayim. So the Gemara asks, really, they would go out to inspect to make sure that there was no Klayim. They would rip out the Klayim like we saw we had in the Shkallim. We're going to have a repeat of the Gemara over here. The Klayim, in fact, the Gemara B'chol Shomay Nafkinah, they would go out on, they would go out on Chalamoid to deal with the Klayim. V'raminu. I, we asked the Steer, Be'echad Ba'adar. It says that on the first day of Adar Mashmin al Shkallim, they would send out the announcements in regards to shkalim, vala klayim, and on klayim, right? So that's when they would say, time to bring your shkalim, okay? Time to get rid of your klayim, to go inspect your fields for klayim. What's klayim again? Klayim is uh, if you, you mix two different types of seeds or plants in a field. Okay, so it's, it's klayim of a southern. So on the 15th of Adar, 
So they again, they would announce and say, time to bring your shkalim, time to get rid of your climb. On the 15th of Adar, what did they do? Karen is a Megillah B'Krachim. They would read the Megillah in the walled cities like we had in Megillah. The Yitzin L'Kavot says Drachim. They would go to remove obstacles and remove the thorns from the roads. And to fix the roads. And to fix the Megvot. And to fix They would do all the Tzarkei Harabim on the 15th of Adar. And they would mark off the... Again, wherever there were kvaras, wherever there were dead bodies, they would, they would make sure that there was uh, a, a sign. They make sure that the Sid, out throughout the whole winter, right, the rain comes, the snow comes, it could, mar- it could uh, wash off that Sid. So they would go to replaster or uh, make sure that it was clearly marked as far as where the kvaras are, where the tomoas. And you also go out on Klaim, right? So what's our kasha over here? It says that when do we go out on Klaim? That was on the 15th of Adar. Now you're saying they would go on Cholomite. Well, if, let's just say, 15th of Adar, they went out and they got rid of the Klayim, then there's no Klayim left a month later on Cholomite Pesach. Okay, so the Gemara answers. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yisabar Chanina, there's two ways to answer this. Chad Amar, Machlekes of two ways. Chad Amar, Kan B'Bacher, Kan B'Afel. It depends. There were the late, early, berm, early blooming crops and the late blooming crops. So they went out, Adar was the very, very beginning of the planting season. Okay, it was right after winter and therefore those were the earlier crops so they dealt with then and then they waited until later, Pesach, later in the spring for the later crops. It depends, again, what type of crop that Zeroim refers to Tvua, that, um, that starts to grow a lot sooner and Yeruka's vegetables grow, grows later Okay, and therefore, so the in Adar, they went out for the Tua to deal with the climb of the Tua, and on Cholmei Pesach, they went out to deal with the climb of the Yerukas. Now, heard a very, very beautiful shot from Ray Gross. Why Dafka? Why on Purim? Why on, we said Tesvav Purim, imagine, right? You're going through, you, you, why these things, and why now, right? Oh, we're going to go lay in the Megillah and the Krachim, and right now we're going to go ahead, and, and that's the day we're going to go ahead and start dealing with mikvahs and rechayvahs and klai and what, what's, what's going on. So he, he brought down, he brought down Shin um, Binyan Shlema that the Gemara in Shabbos, Lam and Gimel, says that it, it relates to the story of Shem Yochai and his son when they came out of the cave. So they said, Nisa, since we had a nace, so they said that we're going to go ahead, Nema Uzzel, um, and, and they said, Nema Uzzel Iska Milsa. Right, let's go do something for the benefit of the community. And where do they see this from? from they saw this from Yaakov Avinu. That we say, Vayavoy Yaakov Shalem, or right, that Yaakov came after the Misa of Shechem and, and Dina, and he killed out. They, so every, this was the Nase. They, 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 they wanted to come against him and his family for, for wiping out Shechem. So he arrived safely to Luza, and in recognition of that, he went ahead. The Gemara says that he went ahead and he did something for you know, community service, since the nace happened. So we see this concept that you do community service. And what was the community service? Rav says, Matbea, that he, he fashioned a new coin. Shmuel says that um, he set up marketplaces, Shvakim, and Rav Yechidon said, Marchatzai, said he set up bathhouses. So they went, Rav Shem and his son, they went ahead and they said, okay, what do we need over here? And they went ahead and um, they said, we have this issue with some of the graves there. So can you help us, right? We have to go uh, ascertain Tumah in regards to some of these ancient grave sites. We don't know. We have a, a Zakin, right? We don't remember exactly what the story is over here. So can, can you help deal with that? So he, he said, Pshad is over here that what happened Purim time? Purim time was a nace, 
So hoil v'srachesh banis, that's why Chachamah were Masaka in this time, right on the 15th of Adar, right after the nase, right, the 14th, for the 14th people it was the 14th, but the 15th of Adar, so because of the nase of Purim, they weren't on Masaka. And if you look at the things that they were doing, so Matbea is Keneged, Yaakov did, that he established a coin, that's Keneged Shkalem, Be'echad Ba'adam Ashmiel Shkalem, we set up the Shulchanais. Then we said that we are, we set up Shvakim, that has to do with, again, public uh, thoroughfares. So that's like fixing the roads and things like that. We said here, Kavetz Durachim. And we said that they went to go fix up the Mikvais. So that is like the Merchatzais, Kenega the Merchatzais, that Shita. And we said Mitzayinin as Hakvarais. That was like the story of Shemba Yerchai that they went to what was considered a public good. So over here, so too, when because of the Nase of Purim, so. We see that after Nase happens, you're supposed to deal with community, you're supposed to do things to benefit the community. That's why they were misakin right now, after the Nase of Purim, to go ahead and be misakin to do this. And why climb on Cholmoitcha Pesach? Because again, that's also commemorating the Nase. So we go out and do public, public affairs things, commemorating the Nase of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So we go ahead and do that um, to be misakin and climb. So I thought that was a beautiful uh, Hezber in this Gemara over here. Um, now, so let's get back to the Gemara over here. So again, we had two reasons. So they went out twice, essentially, is how the Gemara answered. This that we say you wait until either Adar or Pesach, depending on when the crops needed for Klayim is that's if the sprout, if it doesn't sprout, then it's not Nicker that there's Klayim, then you don't need to wait until that point to go out. But if you see growth happening earlier, so then you have to get rid of the climb earlier, then you would go out even earlier. So now why Dafka, again, why Dafka Cholamayid? So why did they specifically go out on Cholamayid? So Amar of Yaakov, Amar of Yechanan, Misham Schar Pu'ula de Muzli Gaban. You want to know why? And this is what we discussed yesterday. If you remember yesterday we discussed, we said that you can do a Maisa Hedget for the Rabbim, even planned for Cholamayid. Not just that it happens, it's a tzarech on Cholomite. No, that you can say, you know what, Cholomite's a good time to get workers because everybody's off. So labor is cheap. There's not a demand for workers. Labor is cheap. And therefore, so now who's, who's going to get rid of the client? It's the Bezdin has to hire workers to go ahead and get rid of the client. And therefore, since labor is cheap, so we specifically wanted to do it on Cholomite. Let Bezdin save the money. What do we see? That we see that the money comes from public funds. It comes from the Trumas Halishka. The money that we would collect for Shkolem, it would go to pay the people to rip out the Klayim. Because if it was on the Baalbata, meaning if Bezin would go out and inspect and say, okay, we're writing you up, you know, like the fire department comes in when you're in code violation. You've got, a, you know, seven days to cure this. And the Baal Ba'is had to hire people to go fix it. So then, we don't, what do we care that labor is cheap on Chalmite? We wouldn't allow it to be on Chalmite. Elamaya must be, we see that who actually did the work, who actually cured it, took care of the crime, those were people hired by Bezin. If we see that the, we, we, we're going to make the field owners pay for it, what do we care how expensive workers are? Sorry, it's a business expense. Go deal with it. Elamaya, we see that it was on Bezin, and therefore, since Bezin had to pay had to pay the money. It was, since the money had to come from Trumas Halishka, so therefore we were very sensitive to the cost of it. Bad comma. Now, how much Klayim does one have to get rid of? Oh, just interesting, I wanted to point out that the, they ask, the Rambam does not bring out, does not, the Rambam does not bring this din. 
that they would pay money. The, when he goes through the things that they would use the money of the Trumas Lishka for, he does not say to pay workers. So, um, you know, they ask on it, and one of the answers that they say is that it depends, that, that this was done, this was only, we're going to see in a moment here, that there was a, that there was a, um, that later on, this was very uh, early on, that they would actually go ahead and Besden would physically remove the fields. Later on, they would just be mafker the fields. And therefore, they didn't need to hire workers to go ahead and rip out the fields. And that's why the Raman doesn't say that they would use the money for that, because practically speaking, they wouldn't use the money for it. Even still, since it was established, it was established that they would go ahead and call my Pesach was the time to do it, because the workers were cheap when they needed the workers. Um, so therefore, we, they continued the tradition of, of going to inspect for it, even though we'll see that they didn't actually rip it out later. Let's, let's, we'll see that right here. So how much he ripped out? Like we learned, So if it has, Roiva means one, it's actually one twenty-fourth. So it's Roiva Akav, which, um, which, is, which is one look, which is it's, it's one twenty-fourth. That's the amount. The saw, one twenty-fourth of a saw that you have of a different type of seed, one twenty-fourth is what you have to pull out. Yimat Batanya. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Why were we hiring people to rip it out? We see they were mafkir the fields. So just, I just addressed this before, right? So maybe I should have waited until here. But we see that they were mafkir the entire field. So the Gemara says, like, Yeah, they were mafkir the field after the takana. What happened? And if you remember, we had this in Shkalom, so again, the Bezdin, Bezdin, sends Bezin, the messengers of Bezin come, they go to the fields, they go to inspect the fields, and they see, they bring along with them workers that they hired, and they say, okay, there's Klai in there, go rip it out. So Berishayna, how you oikrin? So they would rip out the Klai and they would throw it in front of the owners of the fields, animals. They would just rip out the Klai and, and, and throw it. And while you balabatim smechim, so now the owners of the field were doubly happy. Smechim shtei simchas. Achas, number one, shemenashkalim so they say him. Oh good, you weeded my field. I had this, this, foreign, this foreign stuff, this climb in there. You took care of it for me. So it's like getting out the weeds from the field. So you, number one, you weeded my field. And number two, you, you went ahead and put in, gave, you gave my animal to eat. So you did me two favors. Number one, you weeded my field. I'm not going to go ahead and deal with my climb. I'll wait for you to do it. Oh, you're going to pay the people to go, you're going to pay to go ahead and do this? So you're doing two, job, two of my jobs for me. Great, I'm happy. So they changed it and said, you know what? We're no longer going to throw it in front of their animals, but we'll just, we'll just take it. We'll get rid of the Klayim. We'll uproot it and we'll chuck it down on the roads, right? Leave it for anybody who wants it. Yet the farmers were still happy. They said, okay, still, you're weeding my field for me. So they, were, they established that they were now going to be mafgir the entire field. So basically at this point, Bezin didn't need workers, they didn't need workers because they weren't actually doing the work. You know, you know what they would do? They'd say, make sure your client's done with. On Echad Ba'adr, Mashmin al we said, Echad Ba'adr, they would announce, now it's time to go inspect your fields. And guess what? They would show up either on the 15th of Adar or on the 15th of Nisan. And if you had not gotten rid of your client, okay, then they would just be mafkir your whole field. We're no longer, no longer going to weed your field for you, says Bezdin. We're just going to be mafkir your entire field and um, somebody else can go ahead and take your field from you. Zakt, the next Mishnah. Rav Yaakov holds that you are allowed to go ahead and draw water from one tree to the other tree. 
You can't water the whole field. Now, Rashi says, what are we talking about over here? Let's go back. Go back to the first field, right? Remember we said that Beis HaShlochim, if it's a Beis HaShlochim, you're allowed to water the field, okay? If it's a Beis Habal, meaning, meaning it gets water, it gets enough water from rainwater, then you're not allowed to. So Rashi says, what are we talking about over here? There's a Yaakov, who we Paskin like, and who was like our first Mishnah. Who's a ton of our first Mishnah, right? Remember, remember we said our first Mishnah is not Rameyer. Rameyer held, you were even allowed to water, you're allowed to do Maise Hedyet even for Harvacha. You're allowed to water even to stay a Baal. Even just to get the crops done sooner, okay? So even for a field that does get rainwater, that was what Rameyer held, and we're going we're to bring up the, the Rameyer, or we call him the Chachamim over here. We're going to bring up the Sheet in a second. This is Rabbi Lezben Yaakov who holds that no, you're only going to be Mashkin a base Hashlachim, a field that will, you will have a Davar Avad. It will be lost if you don't, if it doesn't get manually watered. So over here, Rav Lazar ben Yaakov says, that Because Elon Elon, even in a stay habal, even in a field that does get rainwater for the grassy part of the field, could be that for the trees they require more water. And therefore, in a situation where even in a stay habal, a rain uh, irrigated field, you are still able on Cholomite, it's considered Davar Avad to get, make sure to water, the trees have enough water, so we would allow, Rebbe Yaakov would allow you to do that. Now, let's say you have, um, you know, seeds, right, or you were getting ready to plant, and you never actually started watering them. So go back to Beis HaShlochem, right? And, and I just, I want to be clear. Rashi says over here, on the last case, so he says that to go from tree to tree, that as a din, even if it's physically situated on a steabal, a field that would get normal, normal rainwater, that the area surrounding a tree itself has a din, even in a steabal, of a base hashlachim. Okay, next. Din. And if the seeds <coughs> never, you never watered the seeds. So this that we said, that if something is manually watered and you would stop watering it, you, or you, you are allowed to water on the mayid because if you stop watering it, it's going to be a pseida. That's only if you started watering it. That's what we're saying. But if you never, if you never started watering these seeds at all, you can't go ahead and taina, well, if I don't water them, then they, they, these require manual, manual water. It doesn't, seeds will not get ruined. The only time they get ruined is if you started watering them in the middle of growth and then you don't give it water at that point, that's when you're going to have a problem. But if you never started watering in the first place, then you cannot water them on Cholomite. The Chalamim say that both of them, meaning you're allowed to, Rashi says, that an entire Sdei Habal, like we said, that's a Chalamim, that's Rameyer. He holds that even for Harvacha, you are able to do a Maisa Hedit, you're able to water the field. And as Rashi points out, just reading the Rashi, this last Rashi on the mission of Okay, so that is the way Rashi is learning the sugi over here, and the Chachamim argue on the laws of Yaakov. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says like this: Zakta Gemara, Im Haisa Now, even if it's a stay habal, if it's a sada that gets normal rainwater, and therefore we said you're not allowed to you're not allowed to water the field. However, if it's a sada mitunenes mutter, if it's a sada that means moist. Okay, what we're talking about that it means moist is not like irrigated moist, like muddy. Lushan, they say, bring down is like a Lushan, but is like tit. And it starts to get like a muddy, moist, 
Okay, meaning it's going to dry out. So yes, normally the field gets enough rain. Now, Lamaisa, it needs, it needs to be watered. Then you're allowed to. So we're saying it's just because something historically was a steabal, if practically speaking, it's going to get ruined. If you don't water it, we'll allow you to water it on Cholomai. Tanyanami hachi. So to we learned It's only things that won't get ruined if you don't water it on Mayid. Like Zroyim, we said that you never touched. Okay, those are things you're not allowed to go ahead and water before the Mayid. If the seeds started getting some water, then before the Mayid, Okay, so we see again this concept that if the field is a wet field, meaning it's mitunenes, and yes, even though historically it might have gotten rain, practically speaking, it's not going to get rain now, okay, or it needs, it needs to be watered right now, and there is no rain, so then we'll allow you to water it on Cholomite. Vein mashkin the grid. Now, however, a dry field, you can't water. Again, it's very similar to this idea we said by the seeds, that if it's a dry field, Rashi says, it doesn't, if it's completely dried, and it's always been dry, then it doesn't need to be watered. They say it doesn't matter. Okay, for Harvacha purposes, we are going to allow you to water a field. I'm a Ravina. Ravina says, Now, the Pasha way of understanding this next case is that the Ravina is going in, in Shitas Chachamim. Shmamina, according to Chachamim, who allow you that even for seeds that you never started watering before the Mayed, meaning even for Harvacha, will allow you to go ahead and do uh, and water them on Cholamayed. Shmamina, high Tarbitza, a garden, Charlotte Tarbutze, Becholamayed. We allow you to sprinkle water on a garden on Cholamayed. Why? Sud the grid, my taima. Why the Chacham allow you to water a Sadeh grid? Meaning, even though it had never gotten water, like we said, the seeds had never gotten water before, the Chacham would allow that. Da'afela mashvile charpa, right? Because there's some sort of, sort of benefit. What was normally would have been a late crop, you're now making it an early crop. It's Harvacha. This is prototypical Harvacha. You're just profiting. It's not, you're not, if you, if you wait, everything will be fine. It'll just be delayed. No problem. Okay. It's not going to get ruined. Of course, even Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov holds it to get ruined. will allow you to water it. But over here, that what is, what's the likeness of a garden? So too, we allow you to now sprinkle water on a garden. Okay. To, for havacha purposes, meaning so that you'll get the, the, the produce earlier. Now, this is the way I said that Ravina learns He's learning in this in Shidas Chacham, that this is the din of the Chacham. The Chachamim allow, Harvacha, will allow you to do this Maisa. Uh, Tosis and other Rishayim do not agree. They say that number one, Ravina uh, and other places, Paskins like Rebbe Lezer Yaakov. Number two, Mishnah Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov, Kav Benaki, we say. Okay? And therefore, you can't say that we're saying a halacha here that's going in Shidas Chacham, and we're not going to go like that Chacham. We're going to go like Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov. Why would Ravina be coming to explain something in Shidas Chacham? And he explains this differently. He's saying that even according to Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov, Texas has a few different shots of how you'd work this out, but even according to Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov, you would be able to uh, sprinkle water in your garden. Okay? He'll hold that because the fruits could be a little better. Texas has three, three, he brings three different answers. Um, not going to be Marech on it right now, but just so you're aware of the fact that if you're reading over the Gemara, it's a little, it, is, it is a little schwer, says Tesis, that Ravina would be talking about in Shitzah HaChamim. Tana Rabbana, Marbitzin Sdei Lavan, you can sprinkle, you can water a Sdei Lavan, Bishviyas. Okay, what is a Sdei Lavan? That we said is a, a Sada that has uh, a Tvua. Avaloi b'mayed, but not on Cholamayed. Vatayim, Marbitzin, b'mayed, 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 b'mayed,
So we said, right? We said here, you can water a field, Marbitzin, stay love and Bishvias, but not on Maid. Oh, we have another Bryce that says Marbitzin, Bame Maid, Bame Bishvias, that you could even do it on Maid. So, how are we going to understand this? I'm Ravuna, like Hasha, Rabbi Yaakov. This is the Machlaikis, Rabbi Yaakov, Harabbanon. Are you allowed to water a field on Cholomai that doesn't need the water, meaning that it's not going to be, the field's not going to get ruined if you don't water it? Tanya Idach, we have another Bryce that says Marbitzin, stay love and Erev Shvias. Okay, this is a second, this is a separate Bryce discussing Shvias over here. Okay, so there, the first, in the first two brises, we were primarily, we were focused on the machlekes between the Rebbe Lozer and the and the Chachamim, meaning Rameir, are you allowed to water a field even though it's not going to result, if you don't water it, it's not going to result in the field being lost. Tanya Idach, here we have another brise, it says, Marbitzin, they love on Erev Shvius. You're allowed to water the field Erev Shvius, before Shvius, Kadesh Yatsu Yurakos Peshvius, to benefit the Yurakos on Shvius, meaning Shvius fruits you're allowed to eat. You're not allowed to work the field on Shvius. So what we're saying is go ahead and you could water the field before Shvius, even though it's going to benefit, it's going to help them grow on Shvius, but um, it's going to be for the benefit of the fruits you're going to eat on Shvius. Veloy Oid, Elishmar Bitsin, Stay Lovan, Beshvius, and you could even be, you could even sprinkle water on a Stay Lovan during Shemitah, Kadesh Yatsu Yurakos Lamatsi Shvius. So you can't water the Shvius crops to benefit it on Shvius. You can't water it on Shvius to benefit on Shvius. That you're not allowed to do. But you could water it before to benefit Shvius, or you could water it on Shvius to benefit for after Shvius. Those would be okay. Now, let's quickly see the next Mishnah. Again, we're, we're discussing Malachas allowed in the field on Cholomite. Tzadin Ishus. You can trap the Ishus. We'll see, it's a creature. Vesach Barim and Weasel. So you're allowed to trap these things. Misdeo Elon. You're allowed to trap them on a regular stay Elon, a regular field. Umi stay alavan kedarkai b'mayeh. So we're going to see here that these rodents present a significant problem to a stay Elon, and therefore you're allowed to trap kedarkai b'mayeh or b'shvias. Vechachamim Right? Tosis asks, "What's shaykes? Of course, why can't you set up a trap on your field to trap rodents on shvias?" As I understand, for Mayid, we could discuss that this is some sort of work. It's Avaita, some certain work you're not allowed to do on, 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 on Chal Mayid. But what about on Shemitah? Why can't you set up traps to trap Achbarim? What would be the problem? He says that when they set up traps, they have to clear away the rocks. And that was one of the Avaitas they would do to better the field. And therefore, there's a Havamina that you wouldn't be able to. But anyways, so that is the Tanakama, who says that you are allowed to be sudden Ishus on a stay Elon. These rodents will ruin it. So you can you can therefore set up the traps kedarka b'mayid uvishvi. So chachamim ayimrim they say mistea elon kedarkai that you could only set it up and stay elon kedarkai. But when we stay lavan shaloi kedarkai, it's not these rodents won't kill a stay a stay lavan right a field with tvua. They're only really damaging to a significantly damaging to a stay elon. Therefore the chachamim say that for a stay elon you can set it up set up the traps without a shinoi. But for a stay lavan where it's not a, a tvua field, it's not going to ruin it. These rodents won't ruin the field so much. So then we're going to say it's going to be aser. Umakrin es apirza, we repair the fence, b'mayed, we'll allow you to repair the fence. We'll see this tomorrow. Uveshvias b'ne kedarkai. Okay, and for Shemitah, you could build it the normal way. Again, building a fence looks like you're trying to fence in the field to guard it to make sure nobody comes to take from it. Except that on Shemitah, you have to leave your fields Hefker, that everybody can come and take from it. So there was a Havamina that would be Aser. no, we're saying that you're allowed to build a fence around your field on Shemitah. So now, quickly, the Gemara says, my Ishus. What is Ishus? What's, what are these rodents called Ishus that we're saying you're allowed to trap on the Mayid? Okay, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Beri Yashem It's a creature that has no eyes. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Beri Yashem Le'inayim. Where do we see 
from a Pasuk that these rodents, these Ishus, don't have eyes, they can't see. So the Pasuk says, As a snail melts as it goes along, So we see here that an Ishus cannot see the sun. Can't see the sun because it doesn't have eyes. Okay? Um, at least that's the way we're understanding this barrier does not have eyes. So again, we could trap the Ishus and, and the Achbarim, these, the weasels, these rodents, Okay, that is the Tanakama Shita. And we can destroy the ant holes. Okay, that's going to create problems. The ants come and they make holes in the field and they'll destroy the produce in the field. So how do we do this? So we're saying you're allowed to do this on Cholmite. How do we destroy the ant the ant, uh, ant holes. Kate said, Machrivin, or Shimon Gamil, or maybe Afar Michorzev, and Usan Lotech Chorzev. They aim Chaikin, we choke them. Okay, essentially, we cause a panic. What we do is we start bringing in foreign dirt. So these ants, they're comfortable digging in their own dirt, but if you bring dirt from somewhere else, they don't recognize it, they can't taste it, drives them nuts, and they get, they get out of there. They don't know what's going on. So you pour foreign dirt in. Now, Amar of Yemar Barshamia. Uh, you want to know where do you have to get dirt from? You have to get dirt from the other side of the river because otherwise they're going to be familiar with it. If they're familiar with it, then it's not going to help to smoke out the ants. And the other side of the river will only help. We had this before when Bea, when we talked, we discussed the uh, bird coming to be Mazria, the, the hen coming, the male hen coming to be Mazria, the female one, uh, all the female ones. We said again that the Leka Gishra, that not only does it have to come from a different locale, a different area of the dirt, but there can't be a bridge. Vudaleka gamla, there's not even a plank. Vudaleka mitzra, there's not even a rope. Meaning there's no, it has to be impassable. Because if it's passable, if the ants had a way to get, to get from, to, from that geography to this, then they're going to recognize the dirt. And then filling their ant holes with this foreign dirt, it's not foreign to them, it's not going to scare them away. Now, ad kama ad parsa. Okay, now, even what we're saying is, and even, you want to know how different the dirt has to be? It has to be dirt from at least a parsa away, otherwise it won't work. So even if there's no, uh, even if it's me'ever anar, and there's no plank, and there's no rope, and there's no way for them to get across, still it has to be a parsa apart, otherwise it's not, this whole trick, this farming trick is not going to work. So quickly. Today I got this. Three minutes, 8.45. Today we're going to do on time. So we said we were just get, we're getting into the end of discussing yesterday. We said Beis HaPras. So we were discussing, we brought based on that price that there's a certain type of Beis HaPras. We said that if there's a Tzion there, uh, if there's trees, then we could assume it was Kharosh. If not, it's Nevad. And Rabbi Huda said, you can't rely on that. It's got to, you, you need, you need, you can only rely on a Zakin or a Talmud. And Abayah said, we see from here that a Talmud Chacham, he's got to know the affairs of the city. Okay, called Mili Demasela Ramya. He's got to understand these things in regards to Toma Tahara. Okay, we see that because who are we going to rely on? We're not going to rely on the historians, okay, or the land people. We're going to rely on a Zakin or Talmud. Rabbi Huda said, by the way, in regards to this Evan Mitzianis, we said if you find um, a stone, we said since the stone is elevated, if the stone is plaster, so then we assume the area under the stone is. That's why you mark the stone, because people could see it from far away as opposed to land, where we said that you wouldn't actually mark the land itself. It would be too late if somebody was walking there. We said that you would, you would mark ahead of it. On a stone, you would mark the stone. People could see it from further away. We said that if you see a stone marked, then we assume the area under it is Tame. If we see a stone, two stones marked, the area under them is Tame. If nothing is marked in between, we assume that's Tahar. Frek the Gemara, really? 
Oh, and, and the Gemara was saying only if the, if the grass in between is marked would we assume that that grass is Tameh. In fact, the Gemara, what do you mean? We said only if it's Kharash is it Tahar. We said, ah, now that's a case where you find specks of Sid there and we say if it's Kharash, then we can be Tadalakula. Even though there's some Sid on the ground, we could assume it came from the plow passing through the rocks and scraped off some of it and that's why there's Sid on the ground. If not, then we'll have to go ahead and say it's like, even though it's only specks of Sid, we'll have to go ahead and say that it's real Sid and it's going to be tummy. Then we just discussed in regards to borders, like we said, that we want to only cordon off the minimum amount of Eretz Yisrael. So we said if one, two, or three borders, then only under the border would we assume that there's Tuma there. But if it's all four borders, then we'll say the borders themselves are Tahar and it's only inside the borders that are going to be Tame. Okay, we said that they would go out on Klayim and Kolmite. Frek the Gemara, what do you mean? We have a Brysa that said that they would go out on Tesvav Be'adar. So why are they going out on Kolmite? They already got rid of the Klayim. So we said Machlekes, uh, uh, two different Machlekesim, either uh, late, late ones or early ones, or we said it's either that the first one is for Tuo, which also, same idea, is the early, Tuo comes out earlier than Yurakais, so in Adar, they would go out to get rid of the climb of Tetua, and on Cholomite Pesach, they would go out to get rid of the climb of the Yurakais. We said, why Dafka Cholomite? Because at least originally, before the Takana, Bezdin was responsible for physically ripping out the climb, and therefore they needed labor for that, and labor was cheap on Cholomite, so we therefore established a Cholomite. Then we discussed Amachlekes Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov and the Chachamim, uh, um, we said that even though the way we explained it in Rashi was even though you are not allowed to water a Sleibes Habal the trees in a Sleibes Habal have a din of a Beis Hashlachim and therefore you can uh, go ahead and do work on Chalamai to get water from tree to tree okay, as long as you don't water the field Okay, Rabbi Yehuda said, by the way, a field, mitunenes, even though it was traditionally a field that got rainwater, if it's mitunenes, if it's like mucky, okay, it's going to get ruined, then again, we'll give it a din of a base of shachim, you're allowed to water it, okay? And the other thing we said was, you can't be mashkez royim, that we said you can be mashkez royim, that's only if they, you started watering them before yantav. But if you didn't, then they're not going to get lost on yantav. The chachamim matir and bezeb, bezeb, we said it's all, all these things are allowed. Ravina, at least according to the way Rashi explained, was coming off. She's a chachamim, we see from the Rabbanon here that harvacha is mutter, so too, right? Meaning what's harvacha? Harvacha means that if something was going to be a later crop by watering it on mait, even though it won't get ruined, even though it will grow on its own, that is considered a havacha prophet, that we're going to allow you to do that, that's our mayor shita on Cholomites. Ravina said, based on that, that Shema from a garden, that we see that you're allowed to go ahead and sprinkle water on a garden, you are getting the uh, fruits done earlier. Okay, then we just said, in regards to this, we said Marbitzin, we said, it was, uh, we, we had one bracer that said Marbitzin, on Bishviyas Avaloi Bechalamayid, we said that is Relozer Menyakov, and the other Mandarin said Marbitz and Afilu Bemayid, that is the Rabbanan Shita that holds you can water things just for Havacha purposes. And in regards to the Shemitah part, we had a Tanya Idach that said that we could be Marbitz and not on Shemitah for Shemitah, that came to explain when you're allowed to be Marbitz and either before Shemitah to benefit the fruit on Shemitah, or you can be Marbitz and on Shemitah not to benefit the fruit on Shemitah, but rather for benefit of the fruit after Shemitah. Okay, and then we just got into trapping. We said Sadana Ishus, which is a barrier that had no eyes, okay, from Estea Elon, because that is, according to everybody from Estea Elon, without a, um, you, you don't need um, any sort of Shinoi, okay, because Estea Elon may rune. Tanakama held that you can, you can also Kedarkin, you can from Estea Lavan, okay, and um, that was the Tanakama that I argued on that. And we said, 
um, that what is, right, we said an ishus is a barrier that has no eyes, it can't see the sun, and we said machriven chari nemalin, you could even uh, destroy the ant holes. How do we do that? We said you bring in foreign dirt, so that it can't be a way that the ants can get from one place to the other, no, no sorts of bridges or planks or anything, or ropes or anything like that, and it has to come from at least a parsa away.